Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Oh, cod, it's that fishy tail. I guess people will think when they see the, the image and realise just what story we're talking about tonight. We're sinking fast, aren't we, already? Yeah. Oh, yes, it's the uh, it's Captain Birdseye's favourite episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know what... Yeah, this is... This is um, this is a strange... I suppose... Uh, let, let's go into... Because this is, this is something that was lost for a long time wasn't it we, there was no surviving stuff so all we all we really had to go on when when we were young whippersnapper fans you know clear-eyed and not bowed of spirit um all we had was that one photo really yeah you know of of um the fish people yes um because i don't even think there was any photos of like um Zaroff and that because the telly snap when we when we were in sort of in our formative fandom years sort of the late 70s early 80s there was no telly slap snaps or anything it was only whatever the publicity photo yeah department had and i think it was just that one shot of the the fish people larking mm. about on kirby wires yeah yeah um i i'm right in thinking aren't i ian levine or levine found one of the two i think so yeah surviving I think he, episodes yeah. I think I don't know whether it was two or three. I think t they found two first, and then he found three. I yes, think. I think yeah. Two, two was the. F no, I am um, no. Three was the first one found because three is on the lost in time. Ah, right. And then two was found afterwards. Yeah. Okay. All right. And and yeah, two being found. I mean, that is our earliest surviving episode featuring the second Doctor, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and this is. This is interesting that, obviously, in the next story, the moon base, um, the producers basically had a word with Pat Troughton um, and, in a very polite way, said, tone it down, mate. We, we want you to play this a bit more seriously. Um, and it's, this is an interesting glimpse into what the second Doctor's time could have been mm. had this idea of carried on. Um, so, so from the next story, they get rid of the hat. They get rid of the. They tone down his costume a bit. They get rid of all the silly larking about as much as they can, and it becomes a bit more darker in tone, um, and all the better for it, I think. Although mm. this is an interesting. I always think of this. This is the closest the show ever got to becoming a live-action version of TV comic. This story. Yeah, it is very comic yeah. booky. Isn't oh, it? incredibly! Yeah, you can you can almost picture this in strip form, can't you? Mm. You know, with John and Gillian instead of you know Jamie and Polly and Ben, and yeah, it's very, very. I mean, throughout my notes, I've got things that go. This is very silly. It is. I mean, this is getting the sillier. fish people, yeah. the fish people are very silly as well, yeah. and I can totally, absolutely, hundred percent see them as a comic book strip yeah. in one of the annuals. 
But yeah, it, yeah. This, I suppose that's that's probably the most damning thing about this. You could say that you could fit this into one of the world distributor annuals, and no one would bat an eyelid. No. Nope. Um, which I think tells you everything you need to know. Um, there are some good things in this, some things I like. I mean, yeah, good is perhaps pushing it, but there are some things in this I like, um, which I'm sure we'll get to. But um, it's such a weird, anomalous sort of story. This one. Mm. All right, let's crack on. Yeah. Let's get in there. Well, because... <laughs> release the kraken underwater. Right. You see. Kill those two men. Nothing in the world can stop me now. Yeah, so so uh, episode one of this tale, of course, yes. is a lost one. So is, yes. so you either watch the tale. I thought snaps. my telly was on the blink. I was hitting it. Move, move, it's funny you should say that because I haven't watched this for ages yeah. and the titles start but they haven't shown you the titles it's just the title card saying yes. Doctor Who no, which is frozen they, yeah, normally when they do a re- recon they, you have the normal titles because they're available you know you can just there's clean sets of titles you can overlay yeah they've got for this for the DVD release they've gone with just having a still shot of the titles. Yeah. And that, that feels the weirdest thing out of everything. It just doesn't feel right. And that's... I, I, I had the same reaction you did. Yeah. It's like, oh, crap, the... Yeah, the, the picture's The, the player's frozen, frozen yeah. but the sound's still going. Yeah. Um, so, all right, well, we have to rely on, you know, still images for yes. episode one. Um, yeah, but we've got the audio. That, mm. That's all we're going off. Because the first shot... <clears throat> Because the way the telesnaps worked was um, they paid, um, I can't think of the guy's name, something Cohen, isn't it? They paid him, um, the BBC paid him, and he had this revolutionary system set up where he could take photos of a a flat-screened, matte-screen monitor, uh, and it gave, for the time, really good resolution. And the idea was that if you were a producer and you wanted a reference to your work, you would hire this guy and he would give you a set of telesnaps. And he took them at a set time, so it was like every 30 seconds or every 60 seconds, depending on how you paid him or every minute. So it's not necessarily that he's gone, oh, that's a good shot, mm. picture. So like our first our first impression of this is from his, the first telesnap, other than the credits, is Troughton's horrendous hat sat on top of the uh, the, the console... Um, and it's just I hate that hat it's awful really I thought you would have been a fan no I hate it it's it's the it's the equivalent of having a wacky bow tie and thinking you've got a sense of humour it it's so over the top I don't mind it it always reminds me of Bill Sykes's hat in uh, um, in the um, in the film versions of Oliver Twist it's very Dickensian that hat it is yeah very Dickensian um, but it, it, to me, it's just a, it's a symbol of this is a wacky comedy character. Okay, um, well, well, you're glad then that this is the last story am, that it I'm ever glad, featured yeah. in. There, were, yeah. there used to be a um, there used to be a fanzine, didn't they, called the Doctor's Hat? Was there? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. So yeah. anyone remembers that? Yeah, and you've got a copy, just burn it. <laughs> Don't bother telling us. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So yeah, telly snaps. It is. Yes. Um, we get we get images of you know the doctor and the companions, and we yes. have this very odd internal monologue as we hear what they're thinking. Yes, it is strange. Um, so yeah, they're going to land. Of course, Jamie's just joined them from 1746, I think they say, uh, and 
he doesn't quite understand what the TARDIS is or what they're referring to. And yeah, they're going, where, where are we going to land? And it's um, so like the Doctor, so I think Ben's going, oh, as long as it's not the Daleks, I don't want it to be Daleks. And then uh, Polly's doing something else. It's uh, Chelsea 1966 is what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to say, uh, Polly is gorgeous in this. Yes, yes. Oh. Um, and then yeah, the Doctor's like, oh, I hope it's prehistoric monsters. And it's it's a nice little thing, but it's so weird. Yes, but and again, don't you yeah, sorry, don't you think that fits in with the dialogue that you would get in one of the annuals? Yes, I, because I that's what exactly, children yeah. who read the annuals yeah. don't—they never say dinosaurs. It's prehistoric monsters, isn't it? Yeah. Well, this is um, one one of the issues I do have with Trouton's time, which is, it, they tone it down, but it still comes up where he's he's living a series of adventures, and I think at several points they go. Join us on our adventures. It's like people don't talk like that, and this is especially it. It's you're right. It's the sort of you would see it in in the comic strip or the annuals or even the Give a Show slides. <laughs> it's that level of of obviousness, mm-hmm. um, which is yeah, which, which is why okay. Jamie is so brilliant with his yeah. "What have I come upon?" line. Yeah. I've come upon a load of idiots. Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie is one one of the. There's, like I say, there's a few things I like in this story. Jamie, I really like. I think he's he hits the ground running. He's brilliant. Fraser Hines, I could just watch all day. Um, his accent's a bit variable in this because mm-hmm. obviously they again they told started telling him to tone it down from his lilting Highlander from the Highlanders because obviously that was either grating for everyone or just probably hard to keep up. So he does it does occasionally come back. He'll say a line and it'll be in the Highland accent like that. It's very strange, um, but he's great. He's, the, the companions are really good in this, although Polly has absolutely nothing to do for most of it other than hide behind a polystyrene wall. Yeah. Um, but the, the, for what they do, the companions are good. I always liked Ben. Um, trouble is, like most of the surviving stuff we've got is where he's either distrusting the Doctor or hypnotised mm. or not acting as he is. But when he's like this, I think this is a nice story for him. So he's He's not an idiot. He's quite clever. He's quite brave. He looks out for the others. So yeah, I like I like this one. Yeah, he's underrated. Very oh, underrated, ben, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. So the TARDIS arrives on this rocky shore. Yeah. Um, Polly reckons it's Cornwall. The Doctor says no because uh, the rocks are yeah. uh, volcanic. And then turns around. There's a whacking great big volcano behind. Yeah. Him. This is um, again. We're straight into. Uh, comic strip territory and we it's like oh look there's a volcano um i wonder if that'll erupt later sort of thing um and the doctors yeah we find out that this is oh it might be a spoiler if you don't want the show spoil don't listen um so it turns out they're above atlantis so i'm presuming this is the mediterranean yes because um, even yeah. though atlantis didn't exist never did anyone that thinks it did is just uh it's yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Popular opinion is it's somewhere off the coast yeah. of uh, Europe, isn't it? On the way yeah. to America, somewhere that away. Yes, um, um, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like Cornwall. It, <laughs> it does. Looks like a British beach in the bloody winter. freezing Cornwall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I later on, like you say, it, we're going to find out they're going to go to Atlantis, and basically this chimney, the, the, this volcano is the chimney. This is yes. how they're getting all yeah. their air. Yeah. It's very, very, again, very cartoony, the layout of this thing where Atlantis is underground 
um, weirdly not necessarily underwater, it's in this volcano. Um, it's underwater level. Yes. But, but yeah, it's, 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 it's quite silly. But the do- yeah, the doctor sort of says that, um, that it can't be Britain because the rocks are too young or something. Only 25 million years. Mm. I'm not entirely sure what he's on about. No, um, but 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 dating it, I mean, Polly reckons it's 1970, doesn't she? Because yeah. they know they're a bit later than 1968. Something about, oh, that hasn't happened yet. So that must have been oh, when they yeah. were filming it in 68. Yeah, so they find, I mean, they, they see this cave, and I'm sure it's the uh, Blake Seven Stroke Destiny of the Daleks cave where the TARDIS lands, because it's that square, mm. square cutout um so I'm sure it's the same cave. So they go into this cave and they find um, uh, a souvenir from the Mexico Olympics. I think they say. Oh, is that what? Oh, yeah. is it that what they said? Yeah, because they find a vase and the doctor's going, "Oh, it did, but we're so old, is it?" And then Polly goes, "Well, I think it's from. I think we're in at least 1970." And you go, "Oh, why? Why would you say that?" And she turns it over and it's got a souvenir of the Mexico Olympics, 1968. Right. Okay. I don't know whether that, I mean I don't know much about the Olympics. I don't know whether was there a, was the Olympics in Mexico in '68. I don't know. Possibly. That 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 means knowing things about sports. And, it does. Uh, which, mm. No, no, me neither. All right. So uh, yeah, they are um, caught. There's a man, yes. oh, that's right. The man comes in, doesn't he? Yes. It's hard to tell because it's all tele snaps. But a man yeah, comes and in. No, on this DVD, there's no no voiceover. It's just the soundtrack. So for long periods, you're going, what's going on? I've no yeah. idea. It's well, it seems that like a, a man comes in. Yeah. yeah, A man comes in and Ben says to Polly, Polly, you speak foreign. Go yeah, and talk I love to that. him. Yeah. You yeah. speak foreign. So she starts, she's saying, you know, various different languages um, to him. Um, but I don't, know, I don't know whether this guy, I think he's an Atlantean, isn't he? I, you don't really see on the telly snaps. I presume it's not one of the sailors that they've kidnapped. I no, I think it's one of these wet-suited guard. guards, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It's very hard to make out. Um, but uh, yeah, so they go. They they take them to this lift, and they go down, and they're saying we're going down such a long way below sea level. Um, I'm not sure why. I, I, I don't get because we we learn later on that that Atlantis restocks its supply of slaves which there's a question about that later but it restocks its supply of slaves from shipwrecks yes and it's like how many shipwrecks are there and where are you getting all your yeah. technology from and where are you getting your wetsuits from yeah as well and when we find out later on that that Zaroff's got this big lab with huge goodies style computers in they're not going to fit in that little lift how are they getting no. them do the fish people make them out of seashells or something or, or um, plankton. Um, so, but my other question is, they have a lift which takes them up to the surface. Yeah. So why all this thing about bring the city up to the surface? They can leave at any time yeah. they like. Well, they, I, I don't know why they want to bring the city up to the surface, because their entire economy is based on fishy things. Yeah, turning I mean, at one people point, into yeah. fish people. Well, at one point we find out that their drinking fountain is salt water, so I'm presuming they drink salt water. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what's keeping them down there. I don't know. They're going to be useless on land. Well, to be fair, they're useless under water as well. Um, But yeah, so they they get taken into this sort of hospitality room 
and uh, given this drink. And the doctor's imme- the, the, he's immediately into a little comedy, I'm going to eat everything in sight type thing. Oh, dear. And he drinks this stuff and he goes, it's ambrosia. So it, I'm presuming he means it's um, it's uh, rice pudding. Yeah. Because, I mean, to me, that's what ambrosia is. <laughs> cream that? rice, yeah. Cream rice, yeah. Very yeah. nice. You yeah. Know. Do you like it, your rice pudding hot or cold? I don't like rice pudding. Do you not? Oh, no, I'm more a tapioca kind of guy. Yeah, tapioca's right. Semolina? No, tapioca. Mm, tapioca. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Um, yeah, and it's while he's tucking in, that's when we have Ramo with his natty hat arrives. Yes. Oh, the hats are uh, just... I don't know what to say about the hats. In, in fact, I don't know what to say about any of the design of this episode. Well, that leads into my question of, if this was a lost tale, do you think people might actually like it more yeah yeah i think that finding one episode didn't do this any favors no because because i don't i think episode three is probably the silliest episode anyway but i think like uh any major world where they found the most boring episode i don't think finding this did any did any favors because if you listen to it the script itself although it's like mental it it's okay it's, it's no worse than a lot of the other scripts but it's when you see the design and the choices made and the way the people are actually, they look on screen, it, it really makes it worse than it is. Because mm. the costumes are awful. The Atlantean costumes are, again, the sort of thing you would see in TV comic. Yes, yeah. You know, everyone's wearing clamshells. Everyone's wearing seaweed. And they've got those <laughs> yeah. foam tubes coming out their yes. hats. I don't know oh, what dear. that's meant to be. I was going to save this for the end, yeah. but uh, I'll ask it now. Don't you think, you know, we have these two episodes. Wouldn't wouldn't any Doctor Who fan trade these two found episodes for, like, two episodes from Power of the Daleks? Or some other oh, story, the Highlanders, but, anything, you know? the drop of a silly hat, I would do that, <laughs> yes. Um, I, would even, I would even exchange these for more episodes of The Wheel in Space. Mm. And that's boring as anything. Yeah, but it's not as bad visually as as the no. things we're seeing. I, I think I I can't think of any other store, any other missing story that would be less interesting to find than this. If they if they come up tomorrow and said we found two episodes of Doctor Who, I don't think anyone would go. Oh God, I hope it's uh, Underwater Menace one and four. Oh. But what if it was? You know, I'd go and buy it, wouldn't I? <laughs> I'm an idiot. Everybody would. Yeah. Of course you would. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, after he's met old, old Ramo and all that, yes. uh, the Doctor Ramo. starts... Yeah. He sounds like someone off Grange Hill, doesn't he? He does, yeah, maybe a distant relative. Um, the Doctor has things to say about Professor Zaroff. Yes, so the Doctor knows of Professor Zaroff. He's a famous, um, weirdly, some sort of marine biologist that makes food out of plankton. and I mean, he was basically he seemed to be doing Soylent before yes. Soylent was around. So yeah, he's 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 making food out of the world, and the doctor's very enamoured of him, thinks he's a genius. Um, it's weird when the doctor, I, you get this a lot in Colin Baker's time, where the doctor would know people, and it always strikes me as weird. Mm. Like, when is he? When is he looking into this? When is he reading the scientific journals? Yeah, I mean this. I mean this is stretching it. it he yeah. he he knows Zaroff is there because of the excellence of the food. Yeah. Not, not the fact yeah. that he's making it out of things from the sea, but how excellent it is. Yeah, he, because uh, weirdly, it's like you're surrounded by people that live under the sea, fish people, 
and yet you try their food and it's good so you therefore assume it couldn't possibly be these natives it has to be a, a white european yes that makes food this good it, yeah you're bordering on colonial racism there doctor yeah I'm not so not so uh, sure about that one no we haven't met Zaroff yet, no. but Zaroff, is this just a, a lazy copy of Zarkov? I think they just so, dropped yeah. the K, haven't they? Yeah, and Zarkov, for the, you know, the Zarkov was 1931, something like that. Um, and I can sort of forgive that, it's vaguely Russian, but this is, just, this is just a name you would give a mad scientist. It's so comic book, Zaroff. You know, it, it, yeah, it, everything. Yeah, when we when we meet him later, everything about him is cliched, and that, I think that's yeah. his name as well. I think I think you should substitute the word comic book for TV annual. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it def, definitely aimed at kids. Um, yeah, so because the the Atlanteans want to instantly kill all these people, I don't know why they bothered giving them some nice food. Because mm. they want to sacrifice them to their fishy god. Um, I was hoping that the one from Stingray would turn up. What was his name? <laughs> yeah, the big fish. Well, the thing in the tank. Yeah. With the big eyes. I don't that know. We, we did that on effectively hour. speaking, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Can't Put a link it. in it and people can go and compare fishy tales. I will. I will. I tell you what, though. Um, Troy Tempest would have killed this lot straight out, wouldn't he? Yes. He wouldn't have been messed about but over four episodes. He'd have blown it all up. 22 minutes explosion at the end yeah. That's what you want. yeah um but the doctor he, he asks um he asks to see zaroff and he's told no he's a busy man you know he's got things to do meetings and stuff so he gives a note to one of the uh atlantean girls um which I, it, it luckily luckily the telly snap was just when they hold the note up <laughs> yes and you can see what he he's written yes. as well uh yeah he he He's got. Uh, so I mean, I don't. I can't remember what the actual message was. Something like, um, it, it, uh, "Big j- secret will die with me." It's vital secret. Vital secret will, will die, die with me. With me. Signed, Doctor W. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you are. He's on screen. Screen. Yeah. Yep. 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 We I haven't. Bet, I bet that when they found the telly snaps, they were looking through and going, "Oh, look! Oh, oh!" <laughs> We haven't mentioned that we've also got a couple of more characters have arrived. We've got Damon. Yes. Damon, yeah. With uh, his big wonderful, eyebrows. The wonderful, uh, Colin Jevons. Yeah, and who Lone... will always be, uh, or he will always be Lestrade to me. Mm. Uh, he's my Lestrade. Yeah. From Sherlock Holmes. Okay, and uh, you've got Lolam the Podgy. Who's yes. The, oh God. The priest. Yeah. He's a fat man, isn't he? He's a fat man in a not very good outfit yeah. either. He's um, the sort of guy that. If you if you were at a disco, and it was him and Baron Harkonnen, oh. <laughs> people would be dancing with the floating fat man, wouldn't they? You would. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So Zar, Zar, Zar I almost said Zarkov. Zar, well. <laughs> Zarov. Yeah, he stops the sacrifice. Yes. Um, yeah, he strides in. <laughs> yeah, he's, that's already, all... he's already at like eleven on the dial of over. Oh my goodness. Um, before that, though, I couldn't figure out from the telly snaps how this sacrifice is going to happen yeah. with the others. Later on, they're talking about being fed to the sharks, but yeah, I can't I, really I presume, work out I what's going on. I presume at some point we must have got a, uh, a cutaway to stock footage of a shark. Yeah, I imagine it would be on, on akin to Bride of the Monster with the octopus, where Bella is looking through a, a window 
and he cuts to uh, it's an Ed Wood film if you don't know it cuts to a stock footage of an octopus and I imagine that's probably what it was um, but yeah they're going to feed them to the sharks yes yeah um, but Zaroff comes in and no one here we are. the sharks do they no, no we don't want them um, Zaroff comes in here he is uh, here's our adversary yeah as you yes. say he's already up to 11 yes. already now this is Joseph first isn't it? It is, Who, who yes. plays Zaroff. But I always think it's the guy we've just been talking about, um, um, you know, in Ark of Infinity. The guy, um, um, was it oh, Leonard um, Sachs? Leonard Sachs, yes. From the good old yeah, days. Similar. Yeah, they, they look very similar, don't they? I always I always think this guy, because I, I think you see him, I might be wrong, but I think you see him in quite a few other sort of things, like ITC shows. I always play as a dodgy foreigner. Yeah. Well, I've got his That's IMDb up, and yeah. uh, he's Viennese. He was born oh. in uh, Vienna in Austria in uh, 1916. Vienna. No, no, he's not in that video, thank Did goodness. Did you used to like Ultravox? Were they oh, I loved Ultravox. I loved Ultravox and Hazen. No, I adored Except them. Except pretentious, but yeah, they are. <laughs> but yeah, but that was, their, yeah. Yeah, that was part of it, yeah. And it says uh, how he moved to England... Um, finding his niche in British film and television best remembered on screen for playing suave villainous scientists invariably yeah. of Eastern European Germanic or Italian ethic ethnicity Just, yeah nicely vaguely foreign vaguely that's foreign that yeah. sums him up that, do you reckon that's on his tombstone I think it was yeah. here, here lies Mr you know, First he, vaguely foreign he died in 2005 in oh, yeah. New South Wales in Australia yeah, he was in Mad Max territory when he, was, he died. He? Yeah, I wonder if he's in the compound somewhere. Zaroff died. Yeah. I, I see he was in Diamonds Are Forever. He was a scientist oh, yes. in that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, in the, he was in the. Um, I think it's in the hilarious uh, radiation badge scene, isn't it, where Ed Bishop comes in? So another one of our stalwart yeah. actors. I found out why he was uh, in Australia. I mean, he was in things like a country practice in the 80s oh, right. and stuff like that. So he must have emigrated. Well, we know Australia. we know from our Mad Max uh, filmographies that the Australian soap industry was quite a prolific employer. Yes, wasn't it? So it certainly was. Probably good. I mean, probably good money and a lot of sun. Yes. I don't blame him. I don't, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm I'm scrolling down. He's been yeah, sure. in loads of uh, um, ITC stuff. Yeah, I, I, I remember him from ITC stuff. Yeah. I ne never played the hero, though. Always would be slightly dodgy. Well, he could never yeah. be a hero, you know, ramping it up like he does in no. this. Good no. Lord. We weirdly, the Doctor knows all about this. Like, Doctor's fanboying over him, and he's, he knows his entire history, he knows what he's doing, uh, and he knows what's happening now. I, mm. Again, I don't know whether this is just lazy exposition. Um, it would have made more sense if they'd have had... Ben or Polly do it than the Doctor. Yeah. You know, I think you could have got away. But the Doctor knowing all this stuff and being so sort of in the know of stuff, it just it feels weird. I think the, the, the reason he does is the Doctor says he's the greatest scientific mind since Da Vinci. Yeah, the greatest genius since Da Vinci. Yeah, and he, he vanished 20 years before. They thought yeah. he had been taken by the other side. Um but uh, no, somehow he got because yeah. we never find out he how he got up in down. A volcano there. in the Mediterranean. Did he? Well, have, I, was yeah. he in a shipwreck? That's what I. Think? That's what I imagine. He must have been in a shipwreck. Um, I mean, it, it, it's we find out later, but it's fairly obvious. This is like the the weakest 
um, motivation for any sort of villain in Doctor Who because this guy is just mad. Mm. He's just off his trolley. There's no sort of what did it or did this or he's actually a misunderstood genius. No, he's mad. And I love it later on when the Doctor tries to explain to the King that this guy's mad. He goes, have you ever seen his eyes? Ooh, and he's like, no, Doctor, you're not. That's not how you tell someone someone's mad. Mm. Uh, mm. Well, but he, he only say he, he, he couldn't care less about saving the others, could he? He doesn't really care about saving the Doctor until he finds out that the Doctor's a bit of a fan. Yes, yeah. Um, and the others are irrelevant. So Ben and yeah. Jamie are sent off to the mines, um, and uh, Damon shows Polly life under the sea, yeah. and these farmers that are producing food. Yeah, right? so... so this gets a bit confusing for me here. So I can't work out whether whether the Zawoff is anything to do with this fish experiment because they can turn they can turn humans into fish fishy people. people. It gives them plastic gills, even though it's just an injection. It gives them evidently plastic <laughs> gills. Um, so was this is this something that the Atlanteans were doing before Zawoff? That's what I think. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think this is anything to do with Zaroff. I think they're using these fish people to go out and collect yeah. the shipwreck people. Maybe even create the shipwrecks when you Could want be, yeah. more. But my point is, is these fish people are, yeah, as you say, they, they're not born fish people. No. These are people who have been turned into fish people. So at the end of this story, do they just stop making more fish people yeah. or what? Well, I mean, the the doctor's absolutely. I mean, by the end of this story, the doctor's absolutely blasé about having just wiped out all of the Atlantean people. So I'm presuming the fish people, because obviously they wouldn't drown. They're sat. They're still down there, going, "What? What are we doing now?" Although but, later on, when we meet the comedy Irish um, fella, Sean, um, he he treats them like totally racistly. He doesn't he doesn't believe they're human anymore. No. And he says, "The longer they're fish people." the less their brains work and they start to become just animals. So I don't know, do, do, they, do they just mutate and swim off when I they're too long? A fish it, person? Here's something for a t-shirt. A can, can fish people breed? Because Well, <laughs> answers on a postcard. Because yeah, I they, don't know. I don't know. Because I'm thinking if they can't breed and the survivors of Atlantis don't make any more... They're just going to grow old of die and die of old age. Yeah, yeah their scales will fall off. Their hmm. curvy wires will snap. Um, yeah, I mean, we, I, we'll talk about the, uh, the underwater scenes when we come to it in one of the, the visual ones. But I imagine here we must have got, in the tennis, because we only seen the tennis snaps, we must have got a little sequence of them swimming about. But we'll cover that in episode three. I think when we well, we're just because they here for a long time. Don't they we? do, they do. You don't see them no. for a very long time. But we're almost into episode two because basically episode one ends with uh, Ara, this girl Ara, yeah. saying she'll help the Doctor try and stop Polly's operation. Because, yeah, because yeah. da- Damon wants to turn Polly into a fish person. Yeah, um, I don't know why, because because they're sort of um, Damon says. Because uh, he thinks Polly is up for this to be turned into a fish person because of a comic misunderstanding, um, and he says, "Oh, it's unusual that we, when we do this to someone, it's unusual they do it so wholeheartedly." Um, 
which is just it's such a weird scene this um but yeah he uh he wants to he wants to poke Polly with a syringe <laughs> yes. and um turn her fishy yeah and that's how episode one yes. ends but episode he two, actually calls it the fish operation doesn't he the fish operation mm. um and episode two starts the her getting out of this peril is nothing to do with the doctor because the lights are just flickering aren't they but that's nothing to do with the doctor is it he hasn't had a fiddle with those cables yet oh no so yeah i think that the lights are flickering anyway yeah and then the doctor starts to mess about with some cables which causes them to go out completely um interestingly though the weirdly the 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 episode opens on a shot of the fish person. I say it's last time we see, and I don't know whether you used to follow um, the Mighty Boosh, but mm. this just looks like old Greg. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't know because I, I know um, both of them like Doctor Who, so perhaps it was a, you know, they based it on this. But I, as soon as it flashed up, it was like, oh, I can't take this seriously. Anymore. No, 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 no. I bet, he's, I bet one of them is drinking Baileys out of an old shoe. <laughs> um, also, weirdly. The doctor says, um, so the doctor's talking to Zaroff, and he says, uh, um, so all, all of this has been here since the, the time of the flood. Now, does he mean at the Atlantis flood, or does he mean the biblical flood? No, I'm quite, no. I'm quite worried if he means the biblical flood. No, I, no, no. I, I think he's talking about, you know, the myth of the city yeah. falling beneath the sea. You know, it, no, it's not the Bible. I don't think no, so. I have not. No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he also asks Zaroff, doesn't he, how are you going to raise Atlantis? And yeah. Zaroff says, I'm not. I'm yeah, just going to lower the oceans. It, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and his plan, I'm sure it's scientifically uh, <coughs> accurate. Um, so he's going to uh, blow open a hole in the, the seabed into the volcano all the seas of the world will drain into this because the, the the world's hollow like a sponge. Um, all the all the seas will flood into it, and that will leave um, Atlantis then on the surface, even though it's still going to be several miles below all the other cities in there. Um, he's mad, isn't he? He's he's off his trolley. He he, he thinks it's like you know pulling the plug out the bath. Yeah, yeah. You know, and in the end, your little rubber ducky. Is on the bottom, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, no, they, yeah, he is mad. I actually used to work with somebody. Little, little aside, he must have been mad, right? Right. Okay. Because we were having a conversation once, you know, in the cinema, and we're all down. You know, what it's like you put your yes. films on, you wander downstairs, you're talking to the floor stuff, and we were talking about uh, glo- global warming, right? Yeah. I swear this is true, right? And uh, talking about global warming and about rising sea levels, right? Okay. And this guy, this is. This is the level of the sense of this story. This guy actually goes, well, we'll be all right. And it's like, oh, yeah, why? And he goes, well, you know, Britain's an island. And it's like, yeah. And he goes, well, it'll just float, won't it? It'll just float. Wow. As, the, as the sea re- levels rise, it'll just float up with it. <laughs> he, oh, he, he kind of like, I guess he figured it was like that Fred Weatherman on, you know, yeah. on daytime TV who was on that giant map of Britain. On so a, he, he's, on a pool he's, of water. he's thought every time anyone mentions an island, the the islands just float on the surface. Yeah, yeah. That's bit. why we keep bumping into France, isn't it? <laughs> Didn't tether it. 
oh, dear, dear. What that a worries me. That although that doesn't surprise me given the the state of uh, education. He he, he was days. a bit of an odd one that one. Yeah. You know, um, he reckons he could solve any problem on a car yeah. with a screwdriver. Well, you I can said, really. No, I said, well, well you, right, okay, yeah. okay, Tom, how do you change a wheel then? You know, and he couldn't answer that one. <laughs> so. right, well, because what you do is you get your screwdriver and you stick it through the radiator grill. You've solved all your problems because your car's knackered. Yeah, and then you call so, the AA. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, the Citroen 2CV um, was a 10mm box spanner and a screwdriver. That was that was one of the remits to... Um, you could take up all the panels and everything apart. You couldn't, work, you couldn't take the engine apart, of course. But perhaps he was thinking of that. Maybe he, he was just an idiot. Maybe I think, I think it was the latter. Anyway. I, uh, I, once, uh, I once went to school with this um, kid, and he wrote to NASA... I imagine he just put NASA USA um, to suggest it was at the time of the uh, 79. So like the space shuttle was big news, the enterprise, that sort of thing. And he wrote to them to suggest instead of, cause the, the big thing was you couldn't reuse the booster rockets. Um, so he suggested to NASA to, to use a big spring, you know, like a, like a what? model rocket. So yeah. you put, you, 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 you ratchet the space shuttle down on a spring in in at oh, NASA God. and then you release it because I mean, he wrote to NASA with that. Oh my God! Oh, what are these people like? And that, one... that kid grew up to be president of the United States. No, <laughs> but that was true. Yeah, he, he he wrote to NASA. I've got one more bit of watery yeah. nonsense okay. before we get back to the Better watery nonsense of tonight. Yeah, when we went on the Eurostar for the very oh, first time, right? Very first time, yeah. yeah. Hadn't been open long. We went, we went off to France on the, on the Eurostar, came back, got out the station with our suitcases, went yeah. to the taxi rank, and uh, getting the taxi. Taxi driver obviously has worked out we've been on the Eurostar because we've just come out the train station with our suitcases. Yes, yeah. <laughs> people. He's driving along, right? Yeah. Oh no, this is when we got back to England, right? Oh, okay. Sorry. Th yeah. This is when we came back, and uh, he's going, "Oh, you've been on the Eurostar," and it's like, "Yeah." And he goes, "What's it like then?" I said, oh, w once you're under the sea, you know, um, you know, it's kind of like dull, it's tunnel, really. It? Yeah, it's yeah. tunnel. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of dull uh, after a while. And he actually said this. He went, if you get bored, you can always look out the window and look at the fish. Okay. And he meant it. He, yeah. I guess he thought it was like a clear tunnel going along the bottom of the English Channel. Did he put chance on the passenger seat of the uh, the cab? Did he have a copy of the Sun? <laughs> More than likely, I can just remember s sitting there thinking, "I'm trusting you with my life, you know, <laughs> to yeah. get us home safely." You did you, you like sort of saying to your wife, "Just back away, as <laughs> you can." Into we can't. The seat. We were in the yeah. car and we were moving. Damn. All right. So yeah, from that bit of stupidity to this bit of yes. stupidity, because yeah, he reckons he's going to lift out Atlantis which will blow up the world, but that yeah. doesn't matter because that's supreme power. Yeah, the Earth, he says the Earth's crust will vaporise, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Because, um, uh, yeah, all he's interested in, that, that basically it will turn him into a god because he'll have to... The power is to destroy stuff. It's, it's all very, very vague evilness for no real... So, what I don't understand is um, that the people the people that he works with, the other scientists. Because it's not until episode four when the doctor says to him, 
Has, has he not explained what he's doing? No, it's really about no. ten minutes from the end that they yeah. start a twig. Isn't Hang it? on. Oh, that's why he wanted that big drill bit. No, it, it's very, very, um, very silly. Yeah. And then, then we go to what is another silly thing. So evidently Atlantis, not only do they turn the the sailors that they capture into fish people, they've also got some mine workings. they got miners with yeah. with miners' helmets. Where the bloody hell do the miners' helmets come well, from? Well, I'm presuming a lucky boat went past the <laughs> container ship. Full of moaners. Full uh, of, moaners. Of miners. Miners, yeah, miners' helmets. Um, and these, these characters are pure comic relief. They're terrible. Because um, immediately it's like, uh, hi guys, we're, we're Jamie and Ben and we're new and we want to escape. That's okay, we'll trust you completely. Let's get you in on our plans. Let's escape. Oh, it's so silly. I was thinking, oh, I, I was, we, we were hard on Terry Nation. He could write a mining scene. Yeah, no, man. It's the Irishman, this Sean. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's the terrible. worst. He is terrible. Uh, he's full of the blarney. No. It's just... Yeah, and they are going to escape, you know, yeah. the, the four of them, aren't they? They're going to escape. Yeah. And they've been waiting to escape because they needed to get their hands on a compass. Why? Just get to the surface. Go up. Yeah, up is not hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a, a mistake that uh, that last Star Wars film has also made, didn't it? We can't take off because we won't know which way is up. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So so them down in the tunnels, I mean it's the start of this endless, you know, oh, hanging around yeah. the temple and shortly the market scenes which just go yeah. on and on and on. Cuz weirdly it's not so bad when you see the stills, but when you see the actual episodes, um the sets are tiny. They've only got about 3 sets and they're tiny. Mm -hmm. They're not even they don't even appear to be designed as proper sets. They're like one of them, the market stall, is just a couple of flat curtains and a couple of um, sort of stock columns. Yeah. Um, nothing looks good in this. When when uh, uh, when they go on to film, which I don't know why, because they they escape up a tunnel and then Jamie, because presumably because he's wearing a skirt, he immediately falls over, you know, and it cuts to film and you think, why is this on film? There's no fire effect. There's no water effects. And the rocks look like a child's painted them. Yeah. I like when he falls down. They say he's 10 feet down, but you never see yeah. that. No, you never see The set's not it. big yeah. enough. You've just got uh, old Fraser just out of shot, sticking yeah. one hand up. Yeah, you know? Like, Ooh, I've injured me leg. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, they, they also, because these uh, comedy miners are sort of exposition machines, so they also, they, they, they're the ones that say about um, that they capture sailors and those that, that they don't turn into fish people go into the mines. But they also, at, at the drop of a hat, give them this vital information that the food won't keep. Mm. It goes off within minutes. Yes. Well, that's a good process, isn't it? Mm. Mm. It's all yeah. very silly. In my notes, at this point, I've got, this is all very silly. It is all very silly. I don't know why you've got a hidden tunnel that nobody knows about, which goes yeah. from the mine to the temple you know, behind the head Which is of in full view. It's yeah. not like it's hidden. It's, it, the, There's the a door there. there. <laughs> um, we find this later on with the because uh, again, almost the exact same thing. There's a hidden tunnel in the uh, uh, in the the church bit, the temple, that's perfectly visible. No one's wandered up to it and gone. No. I wonder where that doorway goes. Mm. Um, uh, 
terrible, terrible silliness. It's very silly. Um, the Doctor meets Faust, you know, the, the, yeah, so he, the ruler. The, yeah, the Doctor finds, weirdly, a wardrobe just on the side of the set, a normal wardrobe, and finds some comedy clothes in it, doesn't he? So, yeah, he's going off. He wants to meet... He wants to meet the ruler, and he gets there by way of the the priest, not the priest guy, the other guy. I don't know what the other guy's job is, the guy with the beard that ends up... Ramo. Ramo. So he talks to him, and he says, well, we, I'll take you to, to see our king, or emperor, or whatever his job title is, top fish man. Um, and it's all it's all very, very embarrassing and, and silly. He's Troughton's over the top in it. He, I, I've got yeah. um, um, tells him Zaros mad in a panto way. Yeah, it's panto style acting. It is. He goes, his eyes all over the place. That's madness. Yeah, I was like, that wouldn't convince me, and I've been watching this episode. Yeah. And and Thaus's reaction to that is just bring Zaroff in, and that's how you know episode two ends with yeah. him just walking through the door. Hardly a and, cliffhanger, is it? No, it's not. And also, I, I got that for this entire episode. Polly has been knelt down behind a polystyrene Yes, yeah, we forgot to say that. Yeah, yeah because the, the programme forgets her. I'm presuming, because Jamie was written in at a late time, I'm presuming all the stuff with Jamie, which probably explains why he falls over and trips his ankle. Oh, yes, it and he's wearing been a skirt. Polly. Yeah. It would have been Polly yeah. in a skirt. Yeah. It would have been Polly down there. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, the king the king just says, oh, you've got my answer. It's this, and points over. And Zaroff just appears... And it's it's so over the top comical. Yeah, no threat whatsoever. No one's gonna get to that point and go, I've got to watch next week. No. Find out what happens. Do you remember, you know, back on Blake Seven in character, you would say, you know, you would have guest uh, actors come in and because they're in science fiction they're just gonna send it up and, and be silly and O T T. Well, yeah, I, th- I think, I think so. this is old Joseph. I yeah, think I think this so. is what Joseph's up to. Seriously. Um, weirdly, just before the episode ends, we get a little discussion about um, slavery in Atlantis. So the, the, the good fish girl, whose name I have no idea what it is, the one that's helping them. And helping Ara. Polly. Ara, yeah. Um, she, she, she goes and says about um, that Zaroff's evil because he makes slaves of people. So hang on, hang on, Atlantean woman. <laughs> Aren't you making slaves of people as well? You're giving them plastic gills. Yeah, oh, it's a bit. She's a bit, uh, a bit um, judgmental there as well. He's not doing anything worse than you are. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Double standards. Um, so yeah, they're going to be beheaded, aren't they, Ramo and the yes. Doctor? And we've sacrificed got this... again. Sacri- another sacrificial scene. Within two episodes, that's two now. Yeah, but we see this yeah. one, yes. and we see the people with their terrible fish masks in this oh, procession. Yeah. Mm. yeah, they're like um, masks on sticks, and it's just—it's literally just like a, a fish head. Um, it's very silly. It might have worked better if if we didn't have the visuals and no yeah. photos. It might have worked. And uh, this this is where we find out that no Atlantean has ever wandered the two feet. To up look to that what door. was behind the, the, the head. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Zaroff, Zaroff, at this point, is he's gone into so much overacting. I mean, it gets worse, but 
yeah, just when you think it can't, yeah. it does. And um, then the uh, he gets a scene with the fat priest, and the fat priest is overacting as well. Mm. And it's like my brain couldn't take it. It's like this is this is like uh, this is worse than Rent a Ghost. It's so over the top. Rent a Ghost is a good comparison. Oh, it yeah, is very good. Is. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, 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 this sacrifice, this beheading that was going to happen, it it stopped by the voice of Ando, yeah, telling everyone to bow down. Um, Which I, I love the fact that at the top of his voice, Troutman goes, "I recognise." I know voice. that voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, <laughs> while everyone's bowing down, yeah, that's when Ben comes out and motions them to go behind the face, yeah. and uh, when they look, all look up, it's like, "Oh, it's a miracle." He has taken them away. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that line. You know, when they, you know, uh, find out how this voice happened, and Ben says, "I'll oh, be careful to Polly," and she goes, "I put the bunghole in." Yeah, I, put, I love Polly. Yeah. I, every, the more I see of her, the more I love the character. Yeah. Don't worry, I've put the bunghole back. Yeah, yeah. I, again, another underrated uh, companion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but then, the they make a weird thing. They say. Because the, um, the the beardy weirdy guy, the Atlantean, he goes, uh, oh, so it's all false. He says, this must be how they've tricked us all this time. So what, did they did they forget that this was here? or? Yeah, who was using that yeah, voice thing I before? I don't know. Is that a previous priest? Because they seem quite surprised that the fish god's actually speaking. Yeah. Wouldn't the pre wouldn't the priest know about it and go? Someone's in my secret chamber, or is he so fat he couldn't get into that little door? Well, I don't know. Ma maybe the, the previous died, it could be the previous priest, you know, died before giving him that vital yeah. bit of information. It could, do you know, uh, like in the mummy films, where he always starts off with the the Imhotep's last sort of uh, protector, and mm. then it'll be telling a new acolyte, go the secret is. A leaves and brewing. Do you think this was the case? But the fish guy died. Yes, just I've got before. Something the... to tell you, my son. It's vitally important. And that's the yeah. end of him. Yeah, yeah it could well. be. Could be. Um, and then I've written, oh dear, the market scene. Um, oh, this is terrible. So, so Troughton, again, because this was going to be the Doctor's character. He's. This is like the third time he's dressed up in a silly outfit, and he's dressed as a gypsy. Mm -hmm. And then Polly says to him, "You look ridiculous." So he's in, he's in a gypsy headcloth, gypsy earrings, a pair of wraparound sunglasses. Sixties wraparound sunglasses. Yeah. Where do they come from? I don't know. And and Polly goes, "You look ridiculous." And he goes, "I look like a sailor." Yeah, not looking like any sailor I recognise. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. That and disguise is terrible. It's awful, and he's he's overacting. Um, and then Polly goes to drink from the fountain and goes oh it's salt water and he goes well what do you expect we're in Atlantis well I would expect him not to drink salt water yeah yeah um, we must say Polly's in disguise as well she's yes. in a, a clamshell outfit now and you've also got Ben and Jamie in yeah. wetsuits yeah we don't find out where they got them from I presume they do and we get this really weird bit where um, Zaroff because what they want to do their plan is to kidnap Zaroff and, and ask him to be nice, weirdly. Um, so Zaroff gives them some orders, and they both give a Hitler salute. I've written it. Heil Hitler yeah. salute. Yeah, yes. not even pretending or, you know, the, the old Roman thump your chest and do it. It's two Hitler salutes. It is. And no one else does that. 
What's going on? And it's only 20 years after the war as well. Uh, Good Lord. Mm. Um, and yeah, we have the interminable chase around the market. Yes. Now, which is a which is a is a, a, a square area, probably about the size of most people's sort of living rooms. Uh, and it's so contrived and silly. And we got this horrible tinkly music score. The, I must, we've not mentioned it yet, but the music in this series is awful. Probably one of the worst. Mm. I mean, it, you know, people moan about the sea devils. No, I'd rather have that a hundred times than this. As awful Weird. as it is, though, yeah. what it, the way they're running around and everything, I could quite believe them putting the Dick Barton music. Yes. Yeah, or, or Benny Hill, or any or, yeah. comedy. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, it's terrible. But in the end, yeah. they do capture Zaroff, don't they? Yes. Um, and part two of their plan, so so they, they want to capture Zaroff and basically you know, ask him to be nice. Um, and part two is also that because we had that plot point of the food doesn't keep, and the fish people harvest the food and it has to be done because like within five minutes it's gone off uh, I don't know how they plan all this so they decide to go off and um, Sean his plan seems to be to insult the fish people enough yes. that they'll do what he asks yeah I didn't get I that I didn't get it and we get this we get this um, sort of uh, pool scene so they go off onto film because obviously you go to some sort of swimming pool or something. And so all these fish people are swimming around and they're, they're making weird glug glug noises. That's mm -hmm. how they talk. Um, and then we get our first real good look at the fish people. I've written first proper look at the fish yeah. people, right? So, right, I had forgotten we've actually got two types of fish people because you've got the pointed yes. nose ones with all the scales. Fair enough, that's a fish person. But then you've got this other lot, which yeah. seem to have frogman masks on and a tuft of hair over the top of their yeah, I think cap. I think the idea, I mean, it might be wrong, but I think the idea is that you get the fishy injection and it slowly turns you into a fish person. And then as you, the longer you go, you actually turn into a fish. You right. Know, that's the only thing I think, because, yeah, some of them have got these weird wispy hairs coming out of their swimming caps. And wearing goggles, um, and then we uh, they they decide to go along with this plan, and then we get our underwater shots. Now this is this is um, this is strange because this sequence was preserved. This this was preserved as an example of top notch design and how to do a scene. Right. And it, it, it was shown at like BBC meetings and that as, look at this, this is the sort of stuff you want to be doing, get with it. And I can sort of understand it because the wire work, which I'm presuming, I'm hoping that's what they were showing off, the wire work is actually really good. Um, you can see the wires, obviously, because it's not meant to be viewed in, uh, in high definition. But the actual, the swimming about style wire work is really good. But what lets it down is... Everything else about it looks utterly appalling. Yeah. Do you remember what we were saying about, you know, the web planet and it's like yeah. a, a bit too ambitious? Yes. I, I get the same feeling here watching this, uh, that there's quite a lengthy sequence of the underwater, I guess it's the harvest scene. Um, yeah, yeah, they're harvesting food. Uh, again, with awful music. Mm. Um, I think with, with the web planet, I think they would, trying their best and they couldn't hit it 
I, I'm not entirely sure they were trying their best here, because I don't know who okayed this design. Design of what? The fish people. Oh, I it's see. It's terrible. Um, so you've got these... They're basically wearing leotards with, like, paper or cloth scales all over it. And then they, they, they've got, like, circular paper. Again, it looks like someone out of the Mighty Boosh. It looks like the uh, the Cockney geezer guy when he yeah. wears a polo over his eye. It looks like that. And then they've drawn in black unhappy fish lips on yeah. it. Was anyone convinced by this when it went out originally? People go, oh, God, that's TV that's annual. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, TV annual. And remember, this is um, this is like over ten years after the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh dear. I, I I did suggest you midweek we we would do these. I'd forgotten that not actually adversaries, so they won't be no. put. They won't be going on our uh, our list oh, today. That's a shame. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, we've we, we we've just slagged them off enough. I think. Yeah. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, um. Zaroff, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, Zaroff, yeah. He pretends to be ill. Yes, the oldest trick in the book. Which they fall for, and then he stabs Ramo and takes Polly away. And all this time, we've forgotten to say that during this, the Doctor, Jamie and Ben are going to go off, but that's when a procession comes in, so they spend a large chunk of time just hiding behind the wall. Yeah, this wall gets a lot of use. Uh, yeah, they hide. Um, and like I say, in the meantime, Zaroff, uh, I mean, he's, he's mad, but they're all stupider because they fall for the, oh, no, I'm actually dying. I'm dying. Um, <coughs> and then go over to him. They wouldn't last in a Halloween film this lot. You know, this is classic, uh, you know, don't, don't go over to someone that you think is incapacitated. Um, but then, they yeah, they, they come back... Um, they finally the procession leaves and they go. Oh, we can we can go back because uh, they've missed all the action. Um, it it it's weirdly a lot of padding in this episode. This because yeah. this was the episode that was found originally or recovered originally. And like I say, I don't think it's a good. I don't think it's a good one to find because Sorry, it's almost pure padding. <laughs> She's trying to get you to stop cheers, talking yeah. about this. Yeah, Alexa's going mad. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you know, he uh, he's gone off with Polly. Yes. Um, Ramo comes out from behind that door, looks straight into the camera, and dies. It's like he's yeah. looking for the nod to right. Do I yeah. fall over now? Is, sort is of thing. Is it my go? Yeah. Is it my go? It's my yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not good. No. Then Zaroff fights Jamie and Ben, and yeah. and runs off laughing maniacally. Yeah. <laughs> In an embarrassing way. Yeah. Oh man! And he goes to see Thaos. I had, um, I had visions of the uh, Phantom Raspberry Blower. Yes. <laughs> All he had to do is like lift his cape up and cover yeah. the lower oh. part of his face, and yeah. <laughs> and he's off. And yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's not good. Um, and uh, yeah, no, he goes to see Thaos. Reckons he's now in control. Yes. Um, Cause, I, yeah, because he, he thinks that um, that the king guy is is gonna stop him. He's like, hang on, your your plan is a bit mad. Yeah. So I'm not going to let you do it. So he uh, he pulls the gun out and shoots the king, but there's no the gun's not a working model. So you get you get Zaroff holding this uh, P38 
dummy gun, and then on the soundtrack you get a gunshot, but nothing from the gun. No, no. And then he says to his two guys, Shoot kill the, the other, other two. two. Yeah. And that happens off screen, so you get this, the most inept gunshots <laughs> go off, and then we get probably what this episode is most known for. It's infamous, isn't it? It's infamous. I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to play the clip. But Zaroff looks directly into camera and in in a Mel Brooks style way is the classic nothing in the world can stop me now maniacally. Now this is interesting because at some point I'm presuming someone on this program went that's terrible. Because when we come back for the recap, it's a completely different take, and he's just saying it in a normal voice. Well, I've I've seen apologists for yeah. old Joseph saying that the reason he did that was he He'd thought that was piss. still re- no no it, it was rehearsal. He didn't realise uh, that they were actually filming him. You know. See, the trouble is they use the same they, the same excuse they used for um, Horns of Nymon, wasn't it? The, yes. And I don't I don't buy that at all. That I don't think you can, because on a on a rehearsal the cameras are not usually moving. They do a camera rehearsal to get the block in, but it's no. I don't buy that at all. No, I don't buy it. I think he's just he's hammering it up. Nothing about that scene is incongruous with his other style of acting. Well, I so suppose. I think it's, yeah. Go on. No, I was going to say. I, I suppose you can explain it. I mean, if he's playing it as if he's mad. Yeah. Well, he's doing the classic "I'm a mad guy." Yeah, well, he, he he's done that then, hasn't he? Yeah, because it is barking but, mad. Yeah, but then, um, like I say, obviously at some point in the next week or when they come to redo it, um, someone said to him, "Tone it down, mate." Yeah. I wonder if this was the point that the producers thought we've got to step in here. It's all getting a bit silly. Yeah, it's all getting very, very silly. Graham, so the, so Graham the, Chapman yeah, again, isn't it? He's, yeah, I, he stepped in and said it. Because um, the next one, he, he basically goes, nothing in the world can stop me now, mm. in a sort of normal way. And it's like, mm, okay, mate. You still get terrible gunshots off screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Doctor reckons the only way he's going to stop all this is if he floods the lower levels, the levels yeah. that have got the laboratories of Atlantis. Yeah, he he decides that that they need to flood all the bottom bits, drown everyone, <laughs> because then they won't be able to flip the switch. Mm. Um, it, it's it's a strange plan, um, and I like. Uh, I think it's Polly says because no, or Ben or someone says to him because he says I'm going to go and do this, and they go you'll you'll stand out in those trousers. <laughs> Mm. So what? What's going on? It, it, this is all a bit odd because you yeah. know, I mean, they do it. I mean, after quite a while, it starts yeah. happening. Um, you well, know, I, I've got a few questions about that as well. That like, so um, Jamie and Polly go off, and they're going down to look for somewhere to 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 blow up to let the water in. But conveniently, the radiation from Zaroff's experiments have already weakened the wall to the point where it coincidentally at that very point collapses and starts flooding the tunnels because mm. you don't get any feeling that th- this is anything a doctor's done no it's like they go oh it must be Zaroff's radiation has, has weakened the walls that's what radiation does I suppose 
Do you think um, that's to take it, the curse off of it? Because, you know, you don't know how many people are in these lower levels. Yeah, they I could all start drowning. Yeah, I think it might well be. But the trouble is the doctor's already said he's happy to do this. Yes. I, I mean, technically, he's right. It's sacrifice a couple of The needs of, of the many. Yeah, badly dressed people um, to save the world. So he's right, but it's not something the doctor would normally... I mean, why not just pop a cap in bloody Zaros? <laughs> You know what I mean? But then we get, and I don't know whether this is meant to be funny or not, we get this interminable, like, five-minute scene about passwords. Oh, yes. And it's like, is this, was this made up? Like, was the episode under running? Was it made up? Was this meant to be funny? I I really do think it's padding. It's embarrassing. It is bad. It is really bad. I mean, and of course now, I mean, we're in episode four, and so it's screen snaps again, isn't yes. it? You yeah, know? we're back to uh, telesnaps. Yeah, and there's all this thing about a plunger. He's got to get yeah. to his plunger to activate the yes. device. But this gate drops down for some reason. Yeah, we get because we're not because you hear it, and we don't know because Zalf drops it down to start with and keeps the doctor out. But then the Doctor does something, and it's like, oh, suddenly Zaroff's trapped. Mm. But he was he was on the side of the grate, and he wanted to get to. Mm. And he's trapped in a laboratory. I don't understand. It could, again, could be because we, we don't know the layout of this. We don't know where Zaroff's mighty plunger is, do we? <laughs> We've been spared his mighty plunger, yeah. yes. Um, we then also get the 180-degree... The turn for Damon don't we so we get a scene where because up to this point Damon he's been happy to turn people into fish he wants to turn Polly into a fish he's happy to go along there and then they go it's like actually no no I it was all Zaroff it wasn't me at all and they go oh hurrah you're a good guy no he's horrible yeah but yeah yeah, he's also says they're gonna get they're gonna get rid of religion as well aren't they yeah they say because the yeah they because the king survived even even though he was uh, <coughs> shot, I think he actually made the gunshot noise. Zaroff didn't pull the trigger. I think Zaroff was so mad he went, oh, I heard a gunshot. Um, yeah, he survives, and they they say uh, he goes, don't worry, we're going to rebuild Atlantis again on the surface. Only this time we'll get rid of all this mad religious stuff and, and fish basic, people and fish people because we don't need them. We'll be on the surface. Um, I wonder what happened to these people. What, what civilization, what country do you think they started? Well, you know, presumably they they need to stay near the sea because they only drink seawater. True. Also, or, there only appears to be two of them and the one girl left. Oh, poor Ara. So, oh, poor That's Ara. her fate. Oh dear. Oh dear. Um, so. Um, Again, we're only going by the screen grabs. Um, we seem to have Jamie and Polly on the surface. Uh, they found their way out, and they, they're they rather resigned to thinking that the Doctor and Ben are dead. Um, yes. But, uh, but yeah, then they come out of a cave or something. Yeah, because well, we, weirdly as well, the, when, when the King and Damon are talking, and he says, we can finally escape from our everlasting nightmare, the water. So hang on, your entire thing is based on water, and you can turn people into fish yes. to breathe underwater. What? Oh, Plus, you have a tunnel to the surface, and you could have left yeah, at any time. You could have just walked out. Yes, you don't even you have know. to climb up the volcano. No, you've got a lift, for goodness' sake. You've got a lift. Um, yeah. But yeah, then so we get we get this scene where 
both the uh, Polly and Jamie have left first. They they walked up the volcano. They you know they didn't have a lift. Um, so they're out on the beach and they think the Doctor and Ben are dead. So they're moping about. And then Ben and the Doctor come up and they think that Jamie and Polly are dead and they're moping about. And then they see each other and we get this sort of you know weird <laughs> weird scene of them uh, hugging each other and that. Um, I got I got a weird thing in my notes. I I hope you can remember it. Someone says, uh, "Oh love, I dropped a brick in this episode." And I can't think where it is. It really? sounds like Polly would say, "Yeah." I don't I don't remember hearing yeah. that. If anyone if anyone knows what that line means, I might have just written it in my delirium from watching this episode. Oh. I mean, the one the, the, the thing I've noted is that Sean saying a flaming English police box. Yes, yeah. He's not surprised at all, is he? No, no. And and and, we're, and that's a dub. He's you, you never see him, do you? No, you you never see him. He's not. On or the other one, you don't you never see them again. And then uh, yeah, they we get a, a TARDIS scene. They go back into the TARDIS, and Jamie goes, "I understand all this now, the TARDIS, and it makes me feel safe." Um, and then we get a, a comedy bit where uh, a recurring thing of that the Doctor thinks he can control the TARDIS and the others are like disparaging. So they they decide the Doctor decides to take them to Mars, and then we get the the classic TARDIS out of control scene. Yes, yeah. Uh, um, and the and episode ends. Yeah, just before that, you've got Polly wearing the hat for the very last oh, time. Oh yes, yeah. And yeah, I guess he lost his hat, um, you know, when yeah. it went out of control. I guess. Yeah, probably probably went behind the counter somewhere, and that was it. Yeah, and that's the story. Um, yes. And uh, oh dear. Um, and I, I, I'm not because this this for a long time has been thought of as the worst Doctor Who story ever, wasn't it? I think it used to be the Gunfighters. Um, but this, and then, like I say, one episode of this turned up, and then it, this took the crown, and everyone went, "This is the worst Doctor Who story ever." Um, and it, it's now they found another episode, and it is it's not recovered. It it's still thought of as a terrible story. Yeah, I mean, all I really know this from is when you know, yeah, Zaroff going. OTT with that line and the yeah. fish people, uh, uh, you know, in clip shows saying, you know, yeah. how, how rubbish Doctor Who could be. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's a fascinating story for what for what it tells us, not as a story, because the actual story itself is is very simplistic and not that different from a lot of Trout and Era stories. But it's fascinating in that it gives us a glimpse of what what the Trout and Era could have. Yeah. Done like. Well, if they um, if they hadn't reined yeah. it all in, we oh, would have had I more think, like this. Yeah, I mean, it could have been. This could have been this. This episode could be the save, seen as the savior of Doctor Who, because had it not been so bad, they might not have stepped in. Can you imagine the moon and, base being made in a similar yeah, way to this, with comedy Cybermen yeah. bouncing about? Um, I think Doctor Who wouldn't have survived out in the sixties if that was the case. No, I think it would have been. Widely regarded as well, that that old program. It was good when it started, but it got silly. I've and got, that would have been it. Yeah, I've got a horrible mental image of in the moon base the Doctor disguised as a Cyberman, being chased yeah. around a market by Cybermen. Yeah, or being yeah yeah could yeah could well be. 
Um, but no, his, history didn't carry on like that, and um, they but stepped in. So. In that case, this story is important then, you know? I think, it's, I think it's a very, very important story. I think it's a fascinating story. But I also think it's a terrible example of it, any any impartial viewing of it without its context it's not good no i think it's possibly the idea of this is i think i'm i think i'm okay in saying up to this point this is the worst this is the stupidest the worst the the most badly designed story that doctor who had had mm. But a lot has come yes. <laughs> since. Um, I mean, you say a lot of people consider it the worst. Yeah. Do you consider it worse? Would it go on your what? What is bottom my, three? Uh, what are my bottom three? Right. The worst one you've got, your absolute yeah. worst one, is uh, the Happiness Patrol. Okay. Right. And then slightly above that, you've got the Caretaker. And then above that, you've got Voyage of the Damned. I'm going to put this in... Second to last. Second to last. Yeah, I think it's terrible. I don't think it. Other than its interest in historical place, I don't think it has anything really going for it. All right. Polly and Ben are good. Jamie's good, but you expect that. Um, everything else is terrible. The design is terrible. The script is boring. None of it makes sense. It's all played in a very very amateurish cartoony way mm. um, this is I think I think episodes of Scooby-Doo add better scripts in this yeah, this could be a Scooby-Doo this could be plot, yeah, you couldn't can, it? yeah definitely yeah. definitely um, I'm not putting on mine because uh, the three I've got on mine they irritate me and annoy yeah. me no end and this didn't irritate or annoy me it, 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 I had to endure it but at yeah. no point did I get you know annoyed by it to the degree the three that I have got on my list annoy me. I, I so. did find it annoyed me. I it annoyed me because of what came later was so much better. So you know that yeah, this wasn't this wasn't someone doing their best and missing. This was a conscious choice to make this style of program, and it's it's not it's mm. not what I would. I if if this is a if this had been how Doctor Who carried on, I probably wouldn't be a fan now. It might have folded yeah. if it carried on I think like it this. Would have done. You know? I think it would have. I can't see anyone battling to keep this alive. Right. Um, but it probably would mean we would have got that BBC Quatermass 1970 series so. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, swings yeah. and roundabouts. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, um, Earth date. We can finally have an Earth date yes, after a yeah. while away. Um, if we say it is 1970, let's say yeah, Polly we'll was right. That. That's a um, guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somewhere, you know, off the coast of Europe. Um, yeah. Vaguely. Um, yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. Uh, the nearest other things happening in that time is three years afterwards. Um, the third Doctor was in Kent for the Claws of Axos. All right. Mm. And all the Doctors were in the East End for Dimensions in Time. They were in Albert Square. So a lot of silliness going on. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So that's that. Um, not got much on behind the scenes. A lot of the information I get on behind the scenes is, is off the info track that you get on the DVDs, but it, it, they're not there on um, 
on no, the you're right. Menace. Yeah, this, this is a very cut price DVD. Yeah. I, I thought mine was broken because I was trying to switch on the subtitles and it was like, oh, what? It, oh, I want the info track, but there isn't no, one. There isn't one. So the only two snippets I've got are quotes, basically. Yeah. Um, one from Polly and one from Ben, right? Polly says, uh, this is on the DVD commentary, uh, about how the main cast didn't like uh, the director, Julia Smith. Right. And her quote says, we would mess around and she would get more and more like a school teacher. So we got naughtier and naughtier. Pat would call her a miserable old bitch, but that's what we were like. We had power, we were the main actors. Otherwise, most of the directors we got on really well with. Only Julia had a bad time with us. We made her life a misery. Which is again, probably why the producers had to step in as well. Yeah. And then Michael Craze, old Ben himself says, uh, you just knew it was a dodo. The whole thing was badly conceived. Tatty old scripts and costumes and everything. It ended up as a pantomime. Julia Smith was so emotionally charged that she had burst into tears at anything. So there's a happy time of filmmaking. Yeah, so it, it sounds like a, a perfect storm of, um, of crapness. crapness yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Zaroff. Zaroff yes. is our adversary. Oh, boy. Um, the the design of Zaroff. I mean, he's basically in like a blanket. Yeah, he's 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 your classic mad scientist look. Um, so I think design wise, he's he's very very middle of the road. It's like yeah, it's, it's a man in a scientific sort of smock. Um, so I I'll give him a four for design because it's like yeah. Yep. Snap. Yep. Snap. All right. So that's what he looked like but how effective was he um i i originally was going to give him a zero i thought i can't because i did enjoy his barking mad performance so i'm going to give him a one no i gave him the zero did you give him the zero yeah i i quite enjoyed whether it was deliberate or not i quite enjoyed the fact that he was so crap yeah he went he, he went past being terrible into almost being meta terrible <laughs> For me. Yeah, but I, I mean, if we're talking OTT who adversaries, I mean, my it's, yardstick yeah. so far, it's Horns and Nymon, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's and it's, he's yeah. nowhere near as entertaining. Oh, no, no, definitely. As not. old Jeffrey in that, you know? Yeah. No, no, he's, um, yeah, I, I, like I say, I'll give him one for the fact that his, his terrible performance may well have saved Doctor Who. Yeah, Weird. there is that, Weird. but I'm, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm staying at zero. Oh, yeah, so, fair, yeah. so that's two point two five, right? Okay. He gets a final adversary rating of two point two five, which puts him in a caravan with other people, a caravan of crapness. Here we go. Are you ready? These are yeah. his co-inhabitants, the Merka. <laughs> Actually, yeah, he would get on well. He probably would invent something. Well, like it's that. Panto time, isn't yeah, it, with yeah. Zaroff? And we had a Panto Merka, didn't we? We certainly uh, did. The, the Jacondans. Yep, he'd fit in well with them. Yeah. Pantomime bird people. Yeah, and we've just mentioned it, although not him, the Nymon himself. Oh, right. So yeah, I think that's a that's a very pantomime esque caravan. I think that's I think our scoring system is pretty uh, consistent. It's going to be interesting. Later adversaries who are pantomimey will they end yeah. up at number two, yeah. two point two five? I think that's the place to be if you want a career in panto. Yes, that's def definitely the uh, if 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 you like um, pantomime, 
visit that's, that caravan. That's the caravan for you. Oh, yeah. no, it isn't. Oh, exactly, oh. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, my next piece of paper, it's top ten. No, it's not on our top tens, but it has no, gone on your no, uh, bottom three in the middle there. Uh, uh, before we go, we have a bit of feedback. Oh, good. Um, yeah, it's from, not from uh, it's not from Professor Zara, is it? No, 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 no. It's from regular uh, contributor Mark Jacobs, who always uh, comments over at Neozaz. So thank you, Mark. He says, talking about our Omega uh, special, oh, um, I've always liked the Three Doctors. I consider it a classic. However, I, I do tend to get bored halfway through due to the padding, like you say. It would work better compressed down to 50 minutes. Yeah, I think that's very accurate. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a one-off 50-minute special yeah. Yeah, would have been better, that. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, and with that, we're done. So uh, it's down to you now. Uh, you, you get a choice in uh, our third Doctor. So yes. you've come up with someone, because you've left it quite late for your I have. I literally, I literally was still working this out this afternoon. That is um, leaving it late. That is very <laughs> leaving it late. But this is one I've, I've thought of a few times to do. Um, <coughs> and I think it might, it might fit in with the themes of overacting bad guys, uh, possible villain creatures that might not be, depending on your viewpoint. Um, we're going to the far future. The far um, future. Yeah, the... Uh, the, the, the Dreg ends of humanity's colonization program. Colony in space. No, no, I thought, oh, no, but similar. Um, and we're going to see uh, what I think is thought of as one of the best creature designs ever. Best creature design in a yeah. John Pertwee. Best creature yeah. design. We've done the Draconians, yeah. haven't we? We have, yeah. No, this is this is generally thought of above that. Um, above yeah. the draconians, about what can I earn? And and it's exclusive to the third Doctor. It's exclusive to the third Doctor, sort of. I've I've taken a bit of a liberty. You do see one in a Tom Baker story, but not really connected at all. Just cut the, the they still had the suit, and the suit was terrific. The suit. Yeah. Uh... It might have you muttering about. What's happening? It's not the Ogrons. No, no, I'm going to have to give it you. It's the uh, the Mucks, the mutants. The mutants? What from yeah. the mutants? From the mutants. Yeah. I've never seen it. Have you never seen it? Oh, I have goodness. never ever. I've I've told you before. There are some John Pertwees, along with you know uh, two and one. There are yeah. some Doctor Who's that oh, I haven't wow. seen. I have no, I never seen the have, mutants. I thought you would have um, made a beeline for this. Yeah, this is a. a, a I think I think I'm right in saying it's a James Atchison designed creature, and it's widely regarded as an incredible uh, monster suit. Nope, never seen oh, it. Oh wow, never seen yeah, it. In there, so a treat in store for you, possibly. I've got a mental image of there's something to do with mutants. There's some sort of like bug creatures. Is is that the ones we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, they're very insectoid. Yeah, they look like hard shelled. Yes. Bug yeah, creatures. Carapace, isn't it? Uh, right. One of them does appear in uh, Brain of Morbius, but I think we can discount that because it literally was nothing really to do. Oh, was that one of the bodies at the beginning or, or, or yeah, in yeah, a lab or something? It, it's the one that um, Kiv cuts its head off 
we get a very Palestinian head. Oh, that's one of them. Later on. Yeah. Oh, so. okay. Oh, oh, good. I, I, I get to buy a John Pertwee. Wow. Well, yeah. I, th- I thought you were that. I thought this would be right up your street. No, I, I was in HMV today, and I was yeah. looking along the old Doctors, and I've pretty much everyone in there that I wanted. But but whenever I would look along, it would, I would find something else. You know, yeah. if it was there, I would see, I don't know, something else, you know. So, oh, all right. Okay, well, that's good. There's another brand oh, new excellent. Doctor Who for me then. Good stuff. And it's uh, it's research, so you can justifiably buy it. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell me accountant. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, Ian. Um, nice yeah, one. Yeah, blimey. Uh, nearly an hour and a half on that twaddle. Well, nothing in the world can stop us. <laughs> now from having an early night. No. Yes. All right. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right, okay, folks. Well, yeah, Pleasure. see us next week where, yeah, you find out what... Because I don't know anything about this story. Oh, good. You're at all. blind. Excellent. Is it a master story or is that giving something away? Uh, I, w- I won't want to say. All right, okay, all right. Okay, all right, yeah, well, see you next week then. Nice one. Thanks, right. then. Cheers, Ian. Bye. Bye-bye.